With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This year, Leaving Certificate students have new choices via the CAO. Whether you're going straight into the world of work or exploring routes to third level, further education and training and apprenticeships offer you flexible, hands-on learning opportunities. The future is full of possibilities. Whatever your ambition, further education and training and apprenticeships can help take you there. Your future is what you make it. Learn more at cao.ie forward slash options. This is an initiative of the Government of Ireland. Hello everybody, episode 87 of the bloodandmud.com podcast. I am Lee Calvert, the editor of bloodandmud.com and the gentleman over there is... Uh, I'm Josh Gardner of rugbyshirtwatch.com. Like Pink Floyd at Live Aids, we're back to the original lineup this week. <laughs> Unlike that... Pink Floyd at Live Aids, we both went to comprehensive schools. Yes, <laughs> and also we're still going to be together next week, probably, unless this pod goes really badly. Yes, we actually do kind of get on. Although we're, <laughs> yeah, could, we're... we're not ruling out the whole Josh invented the flying pigs and there's going to be a court case over it. Yeah, I'm not going to go and play on the Berlin Wall anytime soon. But, you know. Although I do feel that's your spiritual home, a massive lump, lump of sort of concrete. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, is basic, that is basically what I've been watching on the rugby field for the last three <laughs> or four years. So, uh, You can listen to this pod on Acast and on Apple Podcasts. You all know all that already. You yeah. can get in touch at Blood and Mud. You can get in touch with Josh at Josh Gardner. Um, if you are listening, please subscribe. Please tell your friends and, and leave a review. We have a few reviews recently, Josh. A few reviews recently. Ooh. One of them says, um, if they were a band, this is from Paolo Frutini. And he <laughs> says, I mean, I'm on board already. Yes. He says, dodgy sound quality, check. Strange visages, check. Liberally offensive, check. Hardcore fan base, check. This is the slipknot of rugby podcasts. Hmm. <laughs> I thought the sound quality got better. That's what I'm most upset exactly. about. I thought the sound quality was all right. And also, Slipknot, really. There's not nine of us. <laughs> yeah, nobody's on a mixing desk, you know. I like to think of us as sort of like the Black Keys. Like, we, we came 
a bit late to the game. There's two of us. Yeah. We're sort of just doing... It's rudimentary. That, yeah, so other, other people may have done it more sort of mercurially before us, but we're just, you know, plodding along right with, with good melodies and, and, a, and a superior singing voice. Well, exactly, as demonstrated by... Well, no, it was Morris who sent that in. Sorry, it wasn't me. <laughs> and also, uh, yes. we've had one from Oval Burger. He says, by far the best rugby pod. Thank you very wow. much. He said, the chemistry between Lee and Josh results in very funny but never overly long discussions about rugby. Now, you see, that's what makes you think he's a new listener because we've had yeah. one of you, which even touches <laughs> on Scotland on occasion and the use of the Taggart theme is especially appreciated. It is especially appreciated. And Who doesn't never, love a Taggart theme? I suppose I've got to, I'm going to have to do it now, aren't I? Yes, I'll, I'll, have to get it, I'll have to get it ready because I wasn't... Even though I knew I was going to read that out, I'm not ready. <laughs> that's the level of specialist. Oh, what happened there? God, it's good. That guitar tone. There are things it? going on. There are things going on with that guitar tone that have not been seen since the nineteen eighties <laughs> multi effects unit, and it's glorious. Right then, enough of all this. Coming up this week, we've got a bit of news. We've got what we've learned from the Autumn International weekend, and we've yes. got a first look at the Lions Uncovered DVD because they were kind yes, of to send indeed. us a review copy. Uh, yes, over the out weekend, today. and it's out today. So we will tell you what we think of it. Yes. And if you've already bought it, tough shit. Tough, yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah. no, that was what insane. do you think? Of, what do you think of it? <laughs> yeah, you tell us, yeah. But we're going to tell yeah. you like we do every single week. Oh, yes. But first, of course, we've got an absolute <clears throat> smorgasbord of players spotted this week. Good Lord. So much, I don't know what to do with myself. Firstly, <laughs> though, firstly, though, I'll have to say we had this one, but I've disqualified it for being too interesting. Jonathan okay. Stokes got in touch on Twitter and he said, a friend of mine once saw the Fijian front row playing pinball in a Swansea arcade. I mean, that's... Te- please, to quaff Greece, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. The ball got stuck and they just lifted the machine up and shook it so the ball came free again. <laughs> of course they did. Imagine all the alarms going off <laughs> and somebody sticking their head around the corner and going, oh, I'm not fucking getting involved in yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, carry on, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gethin. You tickets? <laughs> 17-year-old spotty Gethin who works in the <laughs> in the change chaos. Not interested. Anyway, so that's been disqualified for being too interesting. Oh, no, yeah, way too interesting. Gavin Williams, big Gav, who you remember has men- mentioned and legendary on this pod for being the man who rescued me from getting a kick in in Middlesbrough in the, in the 90s. Yes. He said uh, an ex-player spotted. It's a photo of my missus with Jiffy at a food conference in London. There's nothing he won't do for money, Jiffy, is there? Nothing. God, fair play. He said, the man knows how to brand himself. He said, my wife, who's Scottish and not a big fan of rugby, described him as a small, annoying Welsh bloke who does the commentary. <laughs> I mean, that is a fair encapsulation of Jiffy's glittering cross-code career, really, isn't it? Bailey in Aurora got in touch and said, player spotted my sisters at a nightclub at Edinburgh on Saturday when the Scotland team came in. And he said it seems Stuart Hogg was up DJing for most of the night. God. That's not quite as is good as Rory. Than... Is he better than James Haskell? That's all I want to know. I don't understand dance music. I understand it even less when James Haskell does it. That's probably the yeah. most northern thing I've ever said. But um, <laughs> he, uh, but yeah, that's not as good as Rory Jackson in Bunga Bunga during the day, though. That's the best Scottish no. night stroke day club story. 
Yeah, but that is, I mean, in, in terms of our current player spotted criteria, way too fucking interesting. That's another one, yeah. This is better. I Alistair mean... Five got in touch, and he said, a few years ago, I walked into a local cafe, and I saw Kean Healy dominate a tuna panini. <laughs> How does one dominate a tuna panini? I know, but I think okay. you know it when you see it. Yeah, that's probably it, isn't it? I can't yeah. describe it, but I know it when I see it. <laughs> and I mean, finally... What is be- yeah, yeah good. I'm just what is beyond just eating it? I mean, do you have to eat it aggressively? My dad takes big yeah, bites. Of, my dad takes big bites of sandwiches. The kids mm. are kind of my kids are fascinated when my dad comes out of his butty because <laughs> it's like two bites, and he's not a big man. That's the thing. My dad's no. only about five eight, and he but he he takes very very big bites of sandwiches. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Guy Garnet emails. First of all, he says, "I love the pod. Thank you, Guy." And he said, after a heavy weekend, a colleague and I decided that the lamb and flag in Covent Garden on a Monday at midday for a couple of pints would get us back on the level. We were staying outside, enjoying our beer Moretti with the sweet taste taking the edge off the bad feelings that we had from the night before. Tom Croft and a girl walked, and a girl, not sure if it was his wife or his girlfriend, strolled up the cobble street towards the pub, took a glance at the pub and decided to enter. We are not sure if they had gone into the pub to see the Charles Dickens chair or to sample the plentiful beers. He asked for a sample of seafarers, took a small sip and decided to go for the London Pride. We stayed outside and never saw them again. <laughs> it's, it's the detail I love in that. I love that. That is, yeah. There's, there's, there's also, something about What sort of lunatic just chooses London Pride? I don't think really? I've, ever, I don't think I've ever drunk London Pride. Is it, it, I, mean, I don't drink it anymore anyway. But withering when I was the drinking, average. Is it, well, just, like a, is it like a John Smith smooth effort? Yeah, basically. Well, it's just full of, just full of most basic beer. I'm sorry to be a beer arsehole, but Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah, so Tom Croft yeah. picks dull beer. Yeah, which kind of sums him up, really. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Last, that's that. Thank you for all <laughs> of those. Just, I'm yeah. getting so many now. I'm having to do more than one in a week. Plus, some yeah. of them are quite snappy, so I'm quite happy with that. Rugby Stig got in touch with an entry for the Rugby Lexicon this week. Oh, always, because always obviously, nice to... Rob Andrews has been back in the news this week, hasn't he? Oh, fuck me, yeah. And Sam Burgess with his brilliant tweet, tweet <laughs> Rob Andrews should really give me a call. She'll pick up the phone. I would, I would pay him a great sum of money to listen in on that particular phone call. Yes, and by pick up, I mean stand there and by phone while I punch you. That's what yes, I would repeatedly like. about the face. So anyway, he said, Rugby Lex can entry. This is where, if you don't know, if there are some new listeners out there, where we take things and give them a definition you can use in everyday life. So Rob Andrew, a verb to act in such a detestable self-serving way that the good grace you once held in completely dissipates. <laughs> For example, Mel Gibson has really Rob Andrewed his way through life since the mid-1990s. <laughs> Uh, that is a brilliant definition and an example of the definition. Yeah, so to Rob Andrew, everyone, use go forth yes. and use it. Yes. Should we do some news before we get into the weekend? I oh, probably, yeah. News. I only want to mention this very quickly. Nat West have got the sponsorship of the Six Nations. Yes. Have you seen the film with Arnold Schwarzenegger called End of Days? I have indeed seen that film. Do you yes. remember the line at End of Days when Kevin Pollock and they say... It's Arnie versus the devil, isn't it? It's it's brilliant. Yes, it's a ridiculous film. It's ridiculous. But there's a bit in it where yeah. Kevin Pollock, and they say, well, who's told the devil that this is going to happen? And Kevin Pollock says, it was me. And, he, and he, then he says, oh, don't look at me like that. It's amazing what you'll agree to when you're on fire. <laughs> 
that basically this NatWest sponsorship made me think of that. You know when they kind of when, yes. when the when the negotiations he went back to the Six Nations board and went, "This is how much money they've got." And he yeah. went, seriously, that's how much you sold the sponsorship for. Oh, don't look at me like that. It's amazing what you'll agree to when you're two months away from this it's, tournament and you're on yeah, fire. Yeah, we still haven't got a fucking sponsor because we played the fucking big blocks and attempted to, and basically <laughs> and told Robbie to go fuck itself. Essentially yeah. the same fucking company, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they haven't even, they've done such a bad job of changing the logo as well. They've literally yeah. scribbled out RBS and stuck NatWest on there and, instead. The missed opportunity for chips and gravy will yes. grieve me for the entirety of the tournament. They could have had it sponsored by £1.50 chips and gravy like the Rugby yes. League World Cup. Oh, how great would that have been? Popcorn chicken, one ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. What of us who got the news? Jamie Roberts is back. Yes. Just when I wish he knew I knew how to quit you, says Warren Gatland as Jamie <laughs> drops his bag. <laughs> <laughs> the St. David's Hotel. Yeah. Um, so the midnight fridge trip for Warren Gatlin to guiltily binge on his giant jawed wondrousness <laughs> is not far away. I mean, to be fair, he didn't have a great deal of choice with John no, Davis looking like he's fucked for the season. and Which is a yeah. terrible, terrible, terrible oh, shame. Such a shame. But, I mean, what else is Wales's centre options are basically Owen Watkins, Scott Williams. Um, Will he start, champion. do you think? champion the wonder horse um <laughs> jamie no i think he's just there to in case anything goes fucking horribly wrong i hope that's the thing it's just having him there it's kind of like sort of trump with the big red button that sets off all the bombs <laughs> it's sort of like he's it's only there in case of an absolute emergency but part of you doesn't really trust him not to just fucking smash it because he really wants to you know don't press the button. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even looking at the button. Yeah, Seriously, don't, don't press the button. Look, only in emergent now, but but I could just know. Do you remember the... Um, yeah. Do you, do you ever watch those programs where they have toddlers on and they put a sweet in front of them and say, if you don't eat that sweet for two minutes, you'll get five sweets at the end of that mm-hmm. time and they can't resist going in for the sweets. I get the feeling it'll yeah. be that. Yeah. If you don't play Jamie Roberts for three games, you might come out of this with a functioning modern centre partnership. We can promise you that that will happen. <laughs> no, I can't. Jamie's at 13. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, uh, what else have um, we got to yes. news? Billy Vernopola doesn't like going to Twickenham. Have you seen this? Oh, no, this is fun. Sean I Farrell mean... from the 42 uh, uh, website in Ireland. Yeah. I think this is a cutting from a paper. I'm not sure which paper. I think it might be the Times. Mm. It said, this is a quote from Billy. I won't go to Twickenham this afternoon, though. My favourite thing is to go home and sleep. But not not far off is going home and watching rugby. It's hard, though, when you have a girlfriend. They always want to do something like go for walks. I don't understand that concept. Why do people go for walks? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Billy, you are my spirit animal. (laughs) Can you please tell that to my wife? (laughs) Do you want to go for a walk? Why the fuck would I want to do that? <laughs> Why do you need to go somewhere just to go for a walk? No. <laughs> oh, that's glorious. I mean, to be fair, when we went to Twickenham and saw Billy, he didn't look thrilled to be there, did he? Oh so no, he, he was very he, much he did there look... under the sponsor's advisement, wasn't he? Yes, he very much looked exactly like a man who wanted to go home and sleep, and I'm sure that's literally what he did about four seconds after he <laughs> finished with us. 
I don't really like going to Twickenham. I like going home and sleeping. That's belting. <laughs> oh, if, if if any further proof were needed that Billy is one of all of us. Yes, isn't he? It's that. Right. Shall yes. we move into what we've learned from the weekend? Uh, yes. Uh, I learned that Argentina could really do with a goal kicker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How like, many points did he leave out there? Shitloads. Staggering. Yeah, enough to make the game vaguely interesting. I love the way, I love the way Hernandez talks to himself while he's waiting to kick. You can <laughs> yeah. see him muttering to himself in Spanish, like "Don't be shit" or whatever. Yeah. Or, or probably not. Don't pull it. Don't fucking pull it. Miles left. Boom. Oh shit! <laughs> you fucking did it again, didn't you? You absolute prick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Um. And also, England just look a little bit lost without Farrell at 12, which wasn't the case in the summer, which is weird. Yeah. But they missed him in his organisation and his competitiveness and all that good stuff. They is that what it is? Because give... it's not really... Let me put, pick up on, expand on that point. England are not the second best team in the world, right? And they haven't been for a little while now. But it's assumed that it's just it's spoken as a truism that we all accept that they are. Now, I know you can look at the rankings and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But actually, they played absolute shite on yeah. Saturday. Defence was okay. Everything else was terrible. But that's always been the case for too long. And actually, the argument was, and one of the, Jones, Jones's arguments were, well, we've not been together since March, really. People are away with the Lions. Well, if that's the case, then why were Ireland fine then? Yeah, and why were Ireland actually putting together something that resembled backs moves? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Springboks were terrible. Um, I don't know if Ireland are that good or if the box. But are I that think shit. Ireland. Could, it's more about the fact that Ireland had something to throw at them. Yes, Do you know what I mean. There were actually tangible shapes and moves mm. that were obviously coached that they were doing. Now you could, and I think that they they would have worked against Argentina anyway. My point is mm. like the step before rather than the opposition. It's that actually yeah, yeah. England just didn't look like they they had any shape or had any idea what they were doing in attack. And it was, and it's weird that isn't it? Because it, to me, it sort of felt like there were a lot of players that Jones was giving a chance to say, "Go on then," like particularly mm. in the back line. And and Ireland with Ireland there were a fair few players there that were being given a chance as well. And the difference is the the Irish players really fucking wanted and it. And that's my argument that I don't buy what Jones is saying, or if people are saying, oh, they'll they'll play into it. They may very well, but it's not a good enough excuse when you look at the Ireland team, which they had lines out. Aki was making his debut. Stockdale was coming into the team for the first time with that back line. All right, they've got the Murray Sexton thing, which helps, and the henshaw yes. thing, but even so... But the Youngs, even so, it's no different than the Youngs Ford thing, is it? Absolutely. Really? It yeah, shouldn't yeah, be. Exactly over that time period, you're right. And actually, it's just all more evidence that... I'm not saying it won't get better for England, but the kind of excuses they use, they just don't wash, actually, especially when you are the second-best team in the world, in inverted commas. Yeah, you look at players like Andrew Conway, you know, first cap absolutely bang up for it yes and you look at the play you know you look like oh, there were lions in that team. like for starters eddie jones's memory is terrible this reality is we haven't played a game since march is bollocks because quite a lot of that team that were on the field mm. on saturday went remember when they went to south america in the and summer won. eddie it was like, yeah. like a lot of those same people were running around in white shirts against the same people but it was a bit hotter it's like, I know it's easy to get confused, mate, but like... Now, it could have just been an off day, 
But yeah, for and me, I'm sure it probably me, was, to be it's honest. More, but... I still can't see something that looks like an attacking... With Ireland, you know what they're going to do. Mm. It's the Sexton run-around thing. It's those, it's those lovely angled lines and those dummy runners. Yeah. I don't know what England do in attack yet, apart from maybe, as you say, they just put Owen Farrell back in and does that organise everything? Is it the comfort blanket it, thing? It will definitely help things an awful lot. But if that is... They kind of need to be beyond that, you know? Which is my point, especially if you're meant to be the second-best team in the world. Yeah, because you look at, you know, for all of their, you know, ups and downs this year... You look at what Australia are doing as an attacking team at the moment, and bearing in mind it is without very probably World Player of the Year as well for Lau. Yep. Um, they look very, very dangerous. Every Even time with two centres who literally don't know how to pass the ball. Yeah, who absolutely, you know, <laughs> smashing any sort of notion that you have to have a ball playing 12. They've just got two fucking great lumps in there, and they're still doing good things with it. And yeah. when you've got players of the creativity and you know athleticism and pace and agility of what England had in the centres on Saturday mm. I just expect a little bit more than that you know you know don't forget Ireland have beaten New Zealand and England in the last 12 months or thereabouts yeah you know let's I not mean, get carried away here. and that Ireland me, team is a know, bloody good side yeah and not getting carried away from what you know just the result on Saturday but you know for me at the moment it looks like Ireland are the better team I would agree with that. Yeah, I would put head to head. I would put my money on Ireland at the moment because I just think their half backs are better. Their pack might not be as good as England's pack, but I think on the their day they can get up and do things. Well, that they won't the English... be battered by England's pack at all. Exactly, they That's won't. The they will not. They will not bend. And I think their backs just have got a bit more about them at the moment, and they 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 feel like they're on the same page. You're right. You know what else I learned this weekend? What Sam Hunt, Sam Underhill is not six foot five. Is he not? No, and Sky made a very, very, very big deal about this because Argentina's right. seven is six foot five, and they mentioned right. it, I think, three times. Right. That's very tall for a seven. Yeah. Very tall for a seven, that is. The way they were talking about it, it's like he had two penises or something. They were so amazed <laughs> that a number seven could possibly be six foot five. Um, I'm just going to check something here. How tall is Sam Warburton? <laughs> six foot four. <laughs> okay, so... Six foot three? It's not completely uh, beyond the realms of... They, they were talking not, about like he was Andre the Giant, you know, when yes. actually he was... Oh, Warburton's only six two. Fair play. But, I mean, six two to six five. it's not, it's, you know, it's, I'm holding my fingers up, three, people, but it's... It's, it's three, it's, it's three not, inches. I mean, spare us all... All the jokes that everyone listening to this is making in their heads, it's not a great... You know, three inches <laughs> is not a whole heap of beans in the grand scheme of things. No. It's... It was just amazing yeah. how they just kept dwelling on it. But I think it was more, again, part of the feeding into the narrative of this is how incredible Stam Underhill is. He can even do better than this giant Honest. freakish monster yeah. of a This man who's a he's whopping... Playing. Well, he's 6'1". <laughs> Sam, it's four inches. It's not, you know, it's not... Yes, he's taller, but, you know, let's calm yeah. down. Yeah. Also, I, I, from what I heard, I'll level with you. The only game of rugby I watched this weekend was the Wales game. Uh, and that was on my phone between uh, the starter and the main course for wedding reception. So everything else... I've Ladies and gentlemen, he's just on. given up on even taking this pod seriously anymore. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I have better things to do. But yeah, um, I didn't watch it on Sky, but I did catch up with it later. Hmm. A lot of people have been very meh about Sam Underhill and said that he wasn't very good. Now, 
Well, if you would, go on. if you'd like to give him back to us, the Ospreys <laughs> will fucking have him in a heartbeat. So if if you're in, if you're unsatisfied with your salmon underhill, please return him for a full refund. And you know, the guy who I um, was at uni with, who played to a pretty decent standard as a seven, actually, mm. um, I still makes him on Facebook, and he's <laughs> he basically said this bloke's got everything. He just needs some work. Yeah. He, he played, you know, county level and, and regional level in England. He knows no. what he's talking about, and he based, and that's so I agree with that. I think it was, you know, it wasn't the perfect performance on Saturday. A lot of people are making, giving it the ooh, well, the from my point of view, very damning with fake praise, and it was a bit like Haskell, and you could see why Haskell was dropped. But in that, he was just all muscular and stuff like that, and indefatigable and stuff. But actually, I think he's probably a bit more than that. And you just and you forget how old is he. He's 21 years old. And how inexperienced is he? Well, he's got what? He played like about 30 or 40 times for the Ospreys last season. And he's got what? Two England caps. I think just not looking out of place does the job for now. Yeah. Let's not forget, he had, you know, those 30 or 40 caps for the Ospreys last season are literally his only appearances in senior rugby before in playing for Bath this season, wherever many, you know, he's played like five or six games, you know. I'm seeing lots of people has... raving about him as well, to be honest. But yeah, there are a few yeah. people. But I think there's nothing wrong with temper in it. I wouldn't want to get no, too absolutely. carried away. I mean, I, I genuinely think he's one of the best young sevens I've ever seen. And it breaks my heart every time he takes a field in a Vash shirt or an English shirt. However, it's, yeah, he's 21 years old. He's going to take time to adjust to test level. Especially at fucking open side, it's such a hard position to play. It's one of those things where you do, do need to kind of learn the ropes a little bit. And it'll come. It'll be fine. Well, what else did I learn this weekend? Eddie Jones doesn't know how stupid England are. <laughs> you went viral. I did go that viral with that little gift, didn't did. I? <laughs> but it, can't, you know, it, it doesn't work on a pod because you can't play a game. No. But basically, you know, it, was, it was quite clear. I mean, we, ah, we, fuck. We, yeah, fucking stupid, are we? Wasn't it? <laughs> I did enjoy that. I especially enjoyed the sort of confetti of pens that went up, or whatever it was. Yeah. The trident the, uh... is what I think it yes, might have been. But, it, was um, it was It was a response to Sam Underhill's hands in from the side and playing the ball off the floor. It was like every rock infringement in one go. Yes, basically, it was a heinous I... infringement. Mm. Although apparently, post match, Sam has said that he's going to reflect on his behaviour and he's now choosing to live as a gay man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, topical he, joke, everyone. Yeah. Topical <laughs> joke. <laughs> You've got to look, get, get these in while we can. Hey, I was doing Peter <laughs> K the other week. You know, that's how I've actually got one on topic. So yeah, that's the first time we've been within five years of <laughs> the news cycle of anything, any entire, zeitgeist in the entirety ever. Entirety of this podcast. It's incredible. Um, what else did we? Yeah, learn? Scotland have uh, got more pace to their game. But they seem yes. to have traded that off with the ability to tackle around the rook. Yeah, I think ultimately there may be some like maybe Gregor Townsend needs to like find a way to like murder some small animals to inspire them again. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they like? Is that is That's that part only, of it? There's only two. Sure. Need, yeah, yeah. Do they need to be exposed to dead, cute baby animals in order to inspire them defensively? Well, because. There are only two ways to get defences working in the modern game. One is hire Andy Farrell. Yes. Two is murdering animals. There is no in-between. 
Everything no. else results in failure. Yeah, Sean Edwards has shown that his whatever used to work with him is fucking bojacked. Yeah, so, just looking uh, terrified yeah. and having a lisp isn't working anymore. Yeah, so, so it's feral or fluffy animal murder. And if I was Scotland, I'd be getting the fuck on with it. While we're on Scotland, I also learned that you can't rescue a kit that looks like the uniform of a zero-hours delivery company <laughs> with wretched, by sticking a tartan number on the back. It's, I mean, that for You're me get away with was that. the PS to the shit stance. It was, oh, it was a fuck. Yeah. I mean, it didn't look bad in the like product shots. I mean, purple is never a great look. When did but... this purple thing come in with them? Because is it because of the thistle part... thing? Yes, one of their colours is it's blue, purple, and on the white. Right. Okay. Yeah, and then they've gone. Ooh, purple's fancy. <laughs> no, no. They properly it, looked like a sort of pound shop version of Deliveroo with a tiny number terrible. on the back. Yes, it looked like they should be basically turning up at your door and saying, can you sign for this, please? And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you sign for this for next door, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not my fault you're never in, mate. You just sign for yeah, it, will you? Yeah, what's the What's the surname, please? Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're just, yeah, it's a terrible yeah. kit. And then sticking a tartan number on the back, fuck me. It's almost like, this is all we've got left. It's fucking awful. Yeah. How can you make it Scottish? Um, tartan number on the back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Pub? Yeah, let's it. go. Yeah. The home shirt's quite nice. It but is. But honestly, yeah. the fuck, I, I, they do seem... honestly, the, the press shots didn't make it look that bad. But in real life, fucking hell, it is gomping. The England away kit as well. No, I, I didn't mind that as well. Oh, fucking terrible. Absolutely terrible. And we'll come on to the island kit in a bit. I like a little bit of ombre. <laughs> what is that? Ombre? Is that, oh, like a, is that, it's all uh, this dip what, dye thing they've got going on. Yeah, that's what ladies call it when they get their hair that's like blonde at the bottom and then it goes to brown at the top that was fancy about two years ago. Um, and now it's moved into rugby shirt sleeves, apparently. Still is fancy in certain parts of Greater Manchester. Well, exactly. But um, the, <laughs> the, yeah, so what was I talking about then? Scotland. Uh, fuck, fuck knows. Fuck knows. What are we Jesus on about? I've lost Christ. it completely. Um, right, then, speaking of kits, South I was talking about Scotland and now I can't think of what yes. it is. We're talking about the poor rug defence. Oh, yeah. Is, and really bad. Then we talked about the kit, which is absolutely terrible. Um, speaking of kits, so, Ireland and South Africa had the same kit on. <laughs> and it wasn't like it was bad. Like a couple of people were like, is it really a good idea? For Ireland to play in grey against South Africa in green. Well, when they and, came together, it looked like a pond. Yeah. On TV, it was entirely indistinct. Like, you look at the two shirts side by side and they look different. However, on television, on a green pitch, <laughs> on a sort yes. of dull grey Irish Dublin day, it was completely fucking impossible. Like, I, that Andrew Conway try... I genuinely think a large part of it was because he was just sort of there and nobody could tell the fucking difference that he wasn't there and he just sort of stood there waiting for the ball to bounce into his hands and then ran off. But yeah, it, it, was... it properly looked like a small pond when they ran. I was going to throw some boily bait in there and try and catch a mirror carp. That's, <laughs> that's how convinced I was. No, it was really like... And the thing is, the only time that Ireland actually need an alternate kit is when they're playing South Africa because they're the only other team that plays in green. Yeah. However, I genuinely think that Ireland's normal light green kit would have been less of a clash yeah. than that. 
Like, what's, this whole, what's this whole like gunmetal grey and lime green thing anyway? Oh, mate, gunmetal grey and just anthracite as the WIU's kit that they launched this afternoon <laughs> is called. Um, yeah, grey is so hot right now. I don't really know. Like, it's all right, but it's getting like everyone's got a fucking grey kit now. England had a grey kit last year. Wales can't stop having grey kits, apparently. The new Although Wales kit's good, though. Now the whole. 1980s Man United stroke Zap Brannigan thing's gone. Yes, I do. Oh, the new home shirt's lovely. The away shirt they launched today is nice. It's nice. It's dark grey with red bits. It's a shame it's got a massive fucking Subaru logo on the front of it. But um, I thought it was Isuzu. Yes, they they announced a surprise sponsor thing where the because it's the same fucking Japanese importer basically. So they're having Subaru on the away shirts, but the Subaru is larger than anything else on the jersey, including the jersey itself. It is huge. I thought they had an so. epic brand awareness failure there. <laughs> Would have been great, wouldn't it? Like the email um, I got last week where they told me to refer to certain games as the brand name the series. series. No, the brand oh, yes. name series. Stop it! Sorry. You're ruining oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> right, while we're on um, South Africa... Oh, my take... God. Oh. oh, my God. It will take a very, very good... It'll take a very, very, very good side to get past that Andy Farrell defence, right? Mm. And South Africa are resoundingly not to that side. Not even a tiny bit. Seriously, the, the way Ireland defend, though, just to finish on that before, is well, it just it just reeks of Farrell. There's just something about he's, oh, yeah. he, he's doing he's doing like you mentioned before, like Edwards made defences look about what five or six years ago. Yeah. That's what Farrell's doing now. There's just something 100%. about the way they commit to it, and it's just incredible. Yeah, he is a, clearly a great motivator, and we'll talk about this later when we talk yeah, about true. Alliance DVD. Yeah. But, like, yeah, the, the organisation and the way that he gets his defences to just be so aggressive and so smothering and so... And South Africa would just... Like, South Africa, I honestly think, at home, they will give most people a game. Mm. But away from home, fuck me, they don't look bothered. At all. No, they were a shambles. An absolute shambles. Yeah. And like just didn't seem to give a fuck. And like you look at the you look at the team sheet and the good players that were on that to, and like, you know, players is... that when we had when we had um Sean. You know, Sean on last week. I don't know why I forgot his name momentarily <laughs> that yeah. When we had Sean on last week, the players that he was talking about that had impressed him this season, like, you know, they Yeah. They they were just terrible. Absolutely like, terrible, yeah. Like, and it's a fairly settled a team. It's a settled yeah. team, you know. It's it was just it was so weird to see. Like, and and, and it's one of the things that I learned actually for the whole of the weekend. Really, is fucking up restarts is a fabulous way to lose yourself a game. <laughs> yes, as a as a really basic skill, like South Africa and Wales and Scotland, all. It were utterly incapable of fucking fielding a restart properly, and only one of those teams won. And Scotland tried really fucking hard to lose. <laughs> and it'd be interesting yeah. to know how the analysts approach this because that's a good point. Because it is always mm. talked about being so important, and I wonder if it's analysed that much in post performance and all that kind of stuff. It must about, be. It must because everything else is, isn't it? Well, it was an interesting moment in in the Lions DVD where. Um, Sean O'Brien and Liam Williams are practicing, mm. and like 
Like O'Brien was basically kind of asking him, where do you want to go? And Williams was just like, just fucking go where I tell you to go, basically. <laughs> and if that's the... <laughs> and then lift me up in the air. And if that's the level of, of like thought that's going into the like defensive part of restarts, I mean, surely he's got to be a bit more involved than that. <laughs> Maybe not on a line, so you haven't got much time, but there's no yeah, excuse so. for anything else. <laughs> surely. Speaking of Ireland, has there ever, has there ever been a pack that looks less like professional rugby players than Ireland's. <laughs> Rory Best yes. looks like a 50-year-old mechanic. Yes. Devon Toner looks like a papier-mâché wicker man. Yes. Rob Henderson, sorry, Ian Henderson, looks like he should be in a tracksuit drinking a pint can of Monster walking down a street in the rain somewhere. 100%. And Reese Ruddock looks like a kind of muscular version of Ray Reardon. <laughs> One for the kids there. Look yes. it up if you don't know who Ray Reardon is. <laughs> You'll see what I'm talking about. It's just bizarre. And yet, and yet, wonderful performers, everyone. Yeah. Reese Ruddock in well, particular is very good. We can... Yeah. I mean, Ty Furlong doesn't exactly look no. like a... <laughs> yeah. I mean, he looks like a, a fridge or or another white good. Or a 1930s but... gangster enforcer. Yes. Oh, my God, he does. He looks like he should be in Chicago in the 1930s. Should be carrying a violin case. Yes. And have a name like sort of, you know, <laughs> yeah. tiny. <laughs> yeah. An ironic name, like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah but it's so, amazing. Yeah. But no, they are fucking brilliant. So, <laughs> David Toner looked whiter than ever at the weekend. I think he's been bleached. Yes. It's like, where did you go on your holidays, David? <laughs> a hole oh, in the a, ground, a, a darkened room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went to a sensory deprivation tank where I just sat there for the entire summer holidays. Right, we haven't talked about Wales much, and that's the only game you saw, so you must have learned something from that. Uh, but did we, though? <laughs> of course we it's did. Like... We learned an entirely new way to lose to Australia. Well, it wasn't, though. It was basically yes, the it same was. way. It was the one-hand it's hooky exactly... Kurt um, yeah, Beal. That was clear that with, yeah, and the blatantly ignoring a fucking clothesline beforehand. Uh, never mind. But... Well, that's, it was just always going to be that way. It was always going to be a fairly jammy Australia win, while at the same time never really looking like they were going to lose with Wales doing some good stuff, but ultimately being shit because they're incredibly rusty and they always start the autumn badly. And, and Wales, it was yeah. It was basically that. Like, there was some, you know, the attacking game plan was definitely improved. It like, did look a bit better, yes. It did look a bit better. It looked a bit more fluent. It looked like there was more variation going on and it looked like it might actually possibly maybe threaten Talupe someone. Talupe was outside. in midfield and out wide a few times, yes. which is a definite and he change. was so shocked by it that he kept throwing <laughs> the ball on the floor. But face didn't change. That's a little <laughs> no. Every time he dropped the ball, there's no apology. There's no, I'll put my hand up. It's just my no. face remains exactly the same. It's, I, I'm keeping on doing this, but there was a glorious moment in that Lions DVD where he <laughs> he goes does, he does the bungee jump, yes. and his face is like he is standing over a fucking 500 foot drop or whatever, and everyone else is shitting themselves until he is just standing there with that exact and same face. You know on. that massive chase back and tackle he did against the New Zealand Barbarians game, and in, yes. and in the analysis afterwards they say amazing commitment and emotion from 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 Tobes. They all call him Tobes, don't they? From Tobes yeah. there. Thanks, Tobes. And the camera goes to him and he's just there, completely unchanging <laughs> fizzog. No <laughs> smile, no thank you, not even saying a word. He's just sat there. Oh, I couldn't love him more. 
I really couldn't. There's definitely some um, meme in like having him just stood there completely emotionless in loads of different kind of quite, you know, yeah. <laughs> emotional situations. Just yeah, can we Photoshop an emotionless Toby Falato into various Riot scenes like, and real all world situations like natural like the Hindenburg <laughs> and just okay, okay, someone who knows how to do Photoshop, please do this. I want Felipe Falato standing as he does before when he's looking at a hacker with total <laughs> lack of emotion on his face. But I want that in front of the Hindenburg. Yes. Preferably black and whited, so it looks authentic. Oh, Get the humanity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, um, yes. But, uh, Wales, honestly, you know, the set piece was fine. The defence was all right. They still don't know how to score against 14 men. Still you know. don't know how to score. He's still got white line fever as soon as Gareth Davis is fucking thick as shit. <laughs> um, but I knew that anyway. Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure, stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing. Whether it's cancelled plans... Ah, fuck! Get in the kitchen and calm down. ...or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes a Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. <laughs> Robbie Owen, who was on the pod last week, has done a post today saying, we're on the bloodandmud.com saying, here's all the thoughts that went through Gareth Davis's brain last week. And I thought he'd made a mistake. It's just a big, massive, blank space. And I, I actually nearly texted him to say, I don't think your text has come through on your post, mate, until I realised what it is he was doing. <laughs> He's, yeah, he's 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 literally the, the joke. The gulf in rugby intelligence oh. between him and Genia was was well incredible. The gulf in rugby intelligence between him and Reese Webb, like yeah, lots of people are saying. Do you think that Reese Webb rule might change very quickly? I think that he cannot. Gareth Davis cannot be allowed to be Wales's first choice nine going into the World Cup. He's slow of thought and deed, and he can't control a fucking game. He's got no rugby intelligence at all. All he does is he sees a gap sometimes and he runs through it. Hmm. And occasionally that does something quite good, but he rarely manages to pass to the right person at the end of it. And the rest of the time, he's a fucking liability. It's, I don't know, yeah. if, if Ali Davis or whoever they've got goes well against George, uh, Georgia, fucking get him in for the All Blacks because he is just... He's not a good enough to be... An, he's a fantastic physical talent. He's quick as fuck. Hmm. But at no point should has he got the top two inches to be an international nine, and it's fucking alarming. Hasn't got the nose. Nay. Shall we talk about the Lions DVD? Yes, because we kind of ended up talking about it, anyway. about it anyway. Yes. Let's Lions get it, DVD. Let's get it out of the way quickly. Quick quick one. Is hmm. it shit or is it good? It's... It's all right. It's pretty good. It's good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you, we've seen this a lot now, haven't we? We've seen a lot of them. Mm. And when I think you made the point about the length of it. Yes, it is. Very, it is two hours and thirty-nine minutes for, long. Cracking on for three hours, isn't it? 
which is you know longer than Apocalypse Now in the original cut. It didn't. So, it didn't uh, feel like that when I was watching it. Is what I would say. No, so that, that that that's good. Um, I think the thing about the lines, right, or that they tell us about the lines, is mm. it is something different. It's yes. unique and it's completely different in the world of sport. Okay. <clears throat> And I suppose what the DVDs do show, what these documentaries do show every time you watch them, is that that is actually correct. Yes. Even though they they even though they make such a big thing of it in all the PR that you feel like throwing up sometimes. Yes. You know what I mean? You get so sick of the clawing nature of it. But actually, when you watch the documentary, you do have loads of moments where you think, you know what? This is a fucking yeah. brilliant thing, and we yeah. have to protect it so much. I know it's it's like I think as a sports documentary it's good it's not great yes but I I think a lot of that is they were mo- like the the best for me the most interesting moment of the DV- of the film is mm. in the first five minutes when you've got the coaches and Gatland in the room talking selection for the tour yes that is good and yeah. you get a little back a bit of back and forth between neil jenkins and graham roundtree neil jenkins is one of the most brilliant monologues you've ever heard that, is, <laughs> that isn't brilliant <laughs> but it is amazing. yeah and you've got a brilliant bit back and forth between roundtree and neil jenkins about um dylan hartley you have that's that's and, what, we won't spoil and, it but it's it no. that is in, genuinely interesting and i really wanted to see like given how many really bold team selections that were made on that tour, particularly for the first test and for the second test as well. Yeah. Like, why the hell did, like, and I guess because, A, they were probably really fucking boring and it was bad telly. I got the feeling that they weren't allowed into test selection meetings. Or they weren't allowed in. And it's like, for fuck's sake. One of the things I've highlighted is, is that if that is the case, I don't know why, or is it just simply as a filmmaker... Ben, if we had on here, he's a lovely guy. I'd looked at it and said, yeah. that just doesn't work. There's not enough about it. But I don't believe yeah. that. There must have been some no. right undingers. If, if they were that, being that frank and that kind of open in the selection meeting for the squad, how, like, the fucking decision to drop to pick Liam Williams at fullback mm. and play um, Sexton and Farrell, yeah. you know, how the Teo thing, yeah, all of that. And the Teo, you know, all of those things. How Dropping Peter Romani as captain after one game, all that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff, and like, and the debriefs as well. Why do we not like? We get like into the changing room, and you know, we get players, players talking about having, you know, Alan Wynn Jones basically at the end of that first tour game, basically saying, "This is fine. Let's let's just be happy with the win for now, and let's fucking hmm. be hard on ourselves when it comes to the video." And why are we not like in there when they like? There was bits and bobs of it. But we only ever really saw them talking about good, like, people I'd have when personally, they did I'd have personally liked it. Well, remember when we had Ben on, and he, we were talking mm. about, and we, the question we asked about, is it difficult after 97, because it was so seminal and stuff? And he made the point himself. He said that was four hours long. Yeah. And actually, that is long. Yeah. And I do think we forget that he's, it's being made for not necessarily hardcore rugby fan audiences. Yes. You know, and it's not like the All or, Nothing, All or Nothing NFL series on Amazon, which is like 12 episodes of this stuff. And I think that might be the way that, that this needs to go. I think forward. it has to go on to another level. Don't get me wrong, I actually really enjoyed watching it. And I was. And the other me great too. thing about, really watching, about watching this stuff is, why do you have this kind of emotional muscle memory? 
Oh and then you're still God, watching games and going, oh, fucking hell, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, you still have... I, or every, like, like there's a lot of... It, more than, I think, any other Lions DVD, it leans very heavily on the game footage. It does, yeah. But, and reactions to me. what's happening, yeah. And, yeah, well, the, the great thing about it is the cutting to the coaching boxes and to the bench, yeah. which I... Which, I'll level with you. I even enjoyed it when they cut to Haskell on the bench. Yes. Because he... He's quite good. <laughs> like yeah. when they're basically throwing one of the fucking midweek games away and he's just sort of just like, what the, why is that? Yeah, <laughs> he was basically all of us. And can I just moment. say, from my point of view, I'd like to thank Ben and all the people involved because there's not a massive amount of Haskell in it. And that no. was my greatest fear that he'd have just been wandering. We probably was wandering around with the camera, no. but he's been edited out of it a lot. No, and, and there and is a genuine, the... genuine laugh out loud moment with Haskell. Oh, I know the bit you're talking about. In the about, lead up to yes. the first test, okay? Yes. And I'm oh, that saying that. Really good, it's actually. genuinely funny. So basically, like it, yeah, you should. It's proof that James Haskell has comic timing, which is something that I never <laughs> thought was. And like, I didn't. I've never I don't seen know, any evidence before. Maybe it's te- it's te- it's had a testament to how brilliant a filmmaker Ben Utley is that <laughs> he made him look okay. Or I just, you know, maybe I'm wrong about him. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think you're definitely right about him. But, but he comes think, across very well in this. To be I fair. think. I think. Yeah, the lions. It means a lot to him, and I think. I do yeah, feel I think he does. He is that... like he is a bit of a fan on it, isn't he? He is a yeah, fan. Yeah, he loves the lions, and I think the way that he spoke about it, as we said at the time, to be honest, we did. Yeah, he spoke very. I am fair well about him what... sometimes. People will. You know... Yeah. I mean, there is also an awful bit with Haskell and Sean oh, yeah, O'Brien. It's a terrible which is practical most... joke in it, which really this should thing, have been which is one of the most awfully, like, obviously stayed. Like, it was weird. <laughs> I don't know why it's in there. Yes. Well, they're trying to and... show some banter, aren't they? But actually. Yeah. And I think that was the thing. It's Creative like, like a... banter is never funny. No. I think it was a very, like, I don't think, like, 97 or 2009, I don't think it was a very bantery tour. Like,. Well, this one. It seemed like everyone got on well. This one, or yeah, this one. Although weirdly, feel... Sam Warburton does say at one point that he's laughed more than he has on the he's previous. Laughed... Yeah, exactly. Which leads me to think: Were they just doing that? Like, was it just not on? Well, a was it unfilmable? Yeah, what they were <laughs> laughing that, about, yeah. very likely. But it just, yeah, it didn't feel like people were sort of goofing off in the way that they had. You know, like Andy Powell and his mob on 2009, <laughs> yes. which is one of my favorite things ever. Um, you know, it doesn't feel like there was anybody that was like, I think because they were in New Zealand and literally even the midweek team was coming up against fucking test level intensity. Yeah, that is true. But there it is a different really... tour, isn't it? It's easy to forget that. It is a different tour. Yeah, there wasn't really any room for fucking about. Although I did enjoy the choir bits. The choir bits were some of my favorite The choir bits. bits are amazing. And for those of you... I actually wrote down very quickly as I was watching it, we've actually found something that Greg Laidlaw demands is done quickly, which I think is the most <laughs> ironic thing that ever. That is literally exactly the thing that I wrote down. <laughs> yeah, like, that's first, what I wrote But down. when Greg Laidlaw says, actually, we usually go a bit faster, it's like that's literally the only time you've yeah, ever said you've that You've never said life, that before, mate. ever. Tell you what, though, not, not a bad set of pipes on him. And not he was right as well. Not, it did work yeah, better more it did, quickly. It did. Not a good set of pipes, but not a bad yeah. set of pipes either. He, he quitted himself well. What else did we learn? Um, I, Kyle Sinclair, very impressive young man. Yes. Uh, in everything but joke telling. Yes. Terrible joke teller. But Lot- the way that he was sort of basically telling people with fucking 100 test caps what He's to do. He's front and centre, isn't he? 
really impressed with how and also just the fact that he just seemed to be like when he was going on in the uh he was being brought on in the third test and Roundtree's on the bench and he's basically saying they're going to fucking come for you (laughs) after last week they're going to try and and he's and he's laughing and he's just like "Ah, it's fine don't worry about it i'm having a lovely time (laughs) and that was just so impressive i thought speaking of impressive and I know this might be a rugby league bias thing for me, okay? But Andy Farrell is ridiculous. Oh my god! I wish he was my dad. There's just if he was, if I'm he not going to go into all the I moments, probably... and it's hard no. to describe why he is so incredible. Because people who are like that, just you are. can't describe it. They just they don't work on it, do they? No, it's just incredible. I think if he was my dad, I'd be like quite a good professional rugby player as well. Because, like, how can you not be when you've got such a ridiculous, intense, motivational presence and, and Owen is not- every day? And Owen's notably... He's uh, his dad. He yeah, is 100% his dad. When he's amongst it as well. And also, there's a great bit. If, if, when you watch it, look out for it. I won't tell you what it is, but there's a really good bit at half-time in the second test when mm. Farrell challenges Gatland in a way that's really interesting, actually. Yes. Um, um, and he's also obsessed with things being a man test. Yeah, oh, that's weird. He kept saying man test. This is a man test. It's a man, man test, test now, boys. Yeah. For starters, Andy, it's a little bit toxic masculinity. Yeah, but it's Andy, so we can <laughs> let him off. Nobody said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no. But, I really, yeah. yeah. Again, I, I, it was equally the same in 2013. He was the best bit on that 2013 documentary because he was just like, yeah, I would. And a lot of what we were saying earlier about how he is the best defensive coach in the business, that's why. Yes. He is just ridiculously motivational and inspirational. Yeah. Uh, and literally, his general presence is just incredible. There's just yeah, something about him. Just got something about him. Well, that's he? why he captained his country at 21, I imagine. You know, it wasn't hard to spot quite early on, I don't imagine. Yeah. One thing I did um, really like, and I wish there was more of it, mm. and I think this comes back to your point about it needs to be maybe a bit longer and a bit more like the NFL stuff, is yeah. people being mic'd up in training. Yeah. Really, really interesting. And I don't yeah. mean, and I think the, it would have been better if they spent a little bit more time because you can actually hear, unlike the player mic in games, you can actually hear them talking to each other. Because yes. when there's a breaking play, you can say, oh, you should have gone there and we should have, you should have been looking yeah. at that. There was some great stuff between Webb and Sexton. There was, yeah. And Which makes you understand just... how. And how fucking hard the Lions is as well. Yeah. Because, like, you know, Sexton's basically sort of having to explain to this bloke that he could be playing in a test match with yeah, in a, yeah. a couple of weeks' time. Oh, sometimes I'll be over here, by the way. Yeah, and but if I go Colin left, Murray, I want you Colin to do Murray, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Connor Murray knows this like the back of his fucking hand because we've been playing together for five years, but I need you to learn this in a week. So and... that was very, very genuinely interesting. Again, I think they drifted a bit too much using the mics to it trying to be funny, which is okay, yeah. but actually for me, and of course yeah. not, not everybody is going to be like us, but for me, that real... This is mm. how we try to get it to work in training in such a short period of time is the interesting stuff. And it was really good, and I wish there had been a bit yeah. more of that. Yeah. Um, I, I did notice another thing I learned. Um, Maro Itoje claps as much from the bench as he does on the field. <laughs> he is a clapping machine. And Jack man. McGrath bellowing from the bench is a Oh, I love thing. that. Yeah. <laughs> just just when a scrum goes through, when they, they uh, drop the bind, and he's just like, I didn't drop the fucking bind, you absolute... <laughs> But Irish, obviously. Yeah. What? Um, um, what made, glorious. What I made uh, final points I make. I think this is about a more general part about rugby. What you notice when you watch it and all the games you're watching in there 
is how much time and I I've just when ladies and gentlemen, when you're out there watching rugby, listeners out there, try and count how many times you clap because the opposition's given a penalty away. <laughs> loads yeah. of what and loads of this DVDs are that loads of watching rugby is cheering a penalty being given <laughs> to you. By, yeah, yeah. Now sometimes it's been forced upon them by a brilliant, you know, mm. usually in a in a breakdown. But loads of times you are just cheering. Yes, you fucked that right up. Boom. <laughs> it is, isn't it? You do when it, when it's kind of when you condense like what was you know a very uh, six weeks of fucking brilliant. Amazing I mean, stuff, imagine so. how many hours of footage they must have to try and cut <clears> down. <throat> it's, I don't know where you even start, but that's why you no. know, I'm doing this like, and they're doing that. But Again, it was very obvious, as it always is in these tours, and these two DVDs, I should say, who um, is interested in talking and who wants literally zero fucking part of it. <laughs> yes. um, so Jonathan Davis might actually be mute. Yeah. Not, because he not, literally not, yeah. did not even engage with the camera once. Falatau didn't say anything, but did give a little thumbs up to the camera once. <laughs> yes. Tipperick might as well have had his fucking lips sewn up. Um, the Vunipolas. I did enjoy uh, Mako basically sort of implying that Jonathan Joseph is a massive player. In um... <laughs> yeah, there, there was a quite a dodgy quote at one point, wasn't there? It was, and it I was, was like, Ooh, it, jarred, it jarred, it jarred a bit that, oh, yeah. Oh. Is it, has um, it even got a certificate? This it should do, given that. Yeah. But, uh... but uh, yeah, it was. I mean, Conor Murray, not a man who overflows with charisma on camera. That's one thing I learned as well. <laughs> he looked like like they only had one interview with him, but he looked like he was being interrogated. I thought the Gat stuff was really candid, actually. Yeah, sort of... he did. I did actually write down uh, Gatlin human moments and the the, yeah. the 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 bit. And I think this has gone out as a clip on Twitter anyway, as a promotional clip. Uh, Stuart Hogg, when he has to leave the tour, is oh, really, really, r- it's awful. Really and horrible. Very moving as well. Yeah. And Ross Moriarty, very funny. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. But yeah, genuine, yeah, wish he'd stuck around for longer, not just for the oh, play, but for that. Yeah. Play, but also for the fact that he's clearly very funny. Yes. But also an absolute bastard with it. Yeah, there was a, there's I'm... that wonderful clip of him jumping up off the scrum. As Reese Webb starts a fight in that game as well, yes. Reese Webb literally just goes backwards faster than. Yes, he just back. allows Ross Moriarty to do what comes yes. so fucking. I'll just push somebody, then quickly reverse while Ross comes in. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, but so I think. There you go. Yeah, I mean it was brilliant. I love like it brought the like especially given all of the shit, like and all the quite negative and unpleasant stuff that has come out. It's come out since, yeah, yeah. It was really nice to just go back to the tour and be reminded of how much fucking and you made that point about the choir thing and my point at the beginning about what makes it the choir thing really probably exempt i know it sounds naff but it's true that the choir thing exemplifies what makes it so good it is and i won't go into that too much but if you watch it for me that's the perfect example of what makes it so good Mm. and even the kind of stuff because it often shows me between games going through community stuff and again we can get sniffy about that but actually that is what makes it different. Other tours don't do that anymore. There aren't any other tours. They don't do it. No, you know, that and is they something... certainly don't do it to the level that they're there for six or seven weeks and go everywhere, yeah. you know? Although John it Spencer was... was quite clearly completely frozen wondering what to say to a firefighter. I will say that. He was oh, definitely stuck a bit. Fucking <laughs> terrible. Well, it was like the girl that... Oh, God, that was <laughs> yeah. bad. It was, it was, there was a, something of the Prince Philip has <laughs> been... 
dumped in yeah. the middle of a, a bunch of foreigners. Yeah. Oh, but he seems like a lovely guy, John Spencer, to be fair. But yeah, he, does that yeah. entirely but just, not you could just tell his ma- no racist overtones. We've all been was... there. Just your mind goes yeah. blank in the face when I oh, to say God, something. it was really bad. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. And it's it's not you know it's not as good as ninety seven, yeah. Because I think it, you know I would have loved. I think we have to, have to let the ship or... sail on that one. Yeah, and I think I think yeah, it, it hasn't occurred to me, but you are very right that the next one should not be a documentary, a one-off documentary film. It should be a six-part series. Yeah, go week by and, week in the tour. Yeah, and go properly deep with it and put. I'd from... buy that. Get it yeah, on telly. Go... I'd do like Hard Knocks does. Yeah, do like Hard Knocks does. Do like Amazon All or Nothing does. Put fucking cameras everywhere mm. and just actually capture all of the awkward inside stuff and just let it out there. And I mean, I don't I know, know what kind you... of budget that would need and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, yeah, but... the budget is an issue. And But, Scott, you know, are you telling me Sky wouldn't pay through the fucking arse to get six one-hour documentaries about the Lions that they could show mm. over Christmas or something? They'd fucking love that shit. So in a way, I suppose what we're saying is it's it's I'm left wanting a bit more, which probably yeah. says it's good. It's a very good it's thing. Good, but actually, yeah. I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see more of that. Mm. So actually, it's it's not a criticism. It's just actually, it just shows no. you there's only so much you can get into three hours, and yeah. that's why it probably needs an extended format. Yeah, mind. it's really enjoyable. I'm probably I've only watched the main documentary. I'm probably going to go and watch the bonus disc. Once I've watched the bonus it. disc. I want to watch Choir Practice. I'm excited by that. <laughs> yes. That's on the bonuses, by the way. Choir Practice. The interview yes. Warren Gatland. Some more training footage. That that Bagman rally where everyone finds funny. Oh, adults. yes. Yes. And, uh, the Irish <laughs> and uh, something else that I can't remember now. But yeah, deleted scenes. There's some deleted scenes yes. in there as well. No, it's, 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 yeah, it's good, but we want more. We yeah, just and it's definitely worth, you know, if, you, if you're thinking of a Christmas present, I'm not trying to, you know, literally, I don't yes. make any money off this. They just sent us nope. a copy. It's definitely nope. worth it for your Christmas stocking. Yes, you will not regret it. Right then, that's the Lions DVD. Shall we yes. finish off with shit good? Yes, probably rattle through this because we've banged the fuck on about the Lions. We, we have, yeah, because, and again, uh, another example of why it's a good because you can't stop talking about it. Right then, what was good from the weekend? I'll tell you what was good from the weekend. Did you hear that? I did. I... Yes. <laughs> that was Gareth Davis flapping his yes. arms on the floor. Yes. Un- That's the only other thing he knows how to do as a professional scrum half is flap his arms or run. Somebody tapped him on the head and he just sat on the floor and held his arms out. And then it was, yeah. and he was greeted with, get up and play it, which he then duly <laughs> did, which is what makes rugby Jackson's... a wonderful sport. Yeah, and Glenn Jackson's been a nine. He understands what's going on. He was a 10, there. Jackson, wasn't he? Was he a 10? Yeah, I thought he was you a 10. played that. Uh, whatever. He's been there. He knows what fucking <laughs> halfbacks <laughs> are doing all yeah. the time. Just enough. Yeah. I thought Jackson had quite a good game, actually. No, he did. A lot of people are saying that, actually. We've had yeah. lots and lots of shit good nominations this week. I'm not going to chat. Thank you, everybody, by the way, who sends this stuff in every week. But we get yes. so much of it now. There's only so much of it we can use. So yeah. um, uh, thank you, everybody. And please don't stop. But, you know, we just we just pick out stuff that. It yeah. was in there, basically. Yeah, so get up and play. It's it was good. good. What else was good? Um, I Bundyaki was good. He was very all, good, wasn't he? For all the talk and all the nonsense and all of this it bollocks. Oh, it, it makes you feel got, very, very uncomfortable, really doesn't it? Na- that got, like, got to a really weird, you know, that press conference last week where, you know, Schmidt basically spent the entire conference fielding questions about whether he deserves to play for Ireland. 
that was a bad look. It was a very bad look. In a country that has a 3% ethnic minority population, that was a bad look. I do think, I don't want to go into that too much, but yeah, it's a... No, it was a a bad look. Yes. But now, he's played for Ireland. He was fucking good. It was lovely to see him with his family after the game, all fucking dressed up in green. And yeah, he was good in defence. He was brilliant in defence. He was good in attack. He looks to the manor born as everybody always expected that he would. And yeah, Ireland have got yet another bloody good centre. Uh, what else is good? The, have you seen that Georgia try that's doing the rounds? Oh god, that is a hell of a finish, Matty Ashbury. It just an absolute like testament to the art of not giving up on lost causes. That although I have to say, the in, the in goal area was roughly the size of East Anglia. <laughs> it was huge, but Fucking he knew that massive. That's the thing, you know, it was his manner, he knew where, it, and he just, fair play to him, he kicked it, and he carried on running. Anybody else would have just given up on And then that. he leapt about 57 oh, feet in a swan dive. incredible, I loved it. One of the best finishes you'll ever see. <laughs> yeah, it was glorious. Um, yeah, he'll probably do that against Wales on Saturday. Prick. <laughs> um... <laughs> and straight away it comes crashing back down there. <laughs> um, speaking of Wales, Steph Evans. Yes. Like people have grumbled about him getting pickpocketed by Curly Beale, ignoring the fact that he got fucking clotheslined five seconds before and probably didn't know what day it was. But, like, he beat seven defenders on his own. On, yeah. like, and his finish for the try was glorious. It, doesn't, was it's not, glorious. it wasn't sexy. No. It, it the was use of his brilliant. feet to shift his balance and get over yes. there was, was, was fabulous. Yeah, it's like, his, yes, his defence need work. Yes, he should have held onto the ball when Beale got in there. But the guy's played three tests, and he will be fucking brilliant for Wales, and he offers something that we haven't had since Shane Williams, i.e. a winger that actually scares people from in, in more than just a physical sense. Like, somebody who can do something, and they have no idea what he's going to do with it. The number of times that he just beat defenders, because they're... And, you know, he didn't always do something with it, but, like, give him a chance. Give him time. Like, he's going to be very, very good. He is. And well, he was good. And he's probably going to yeah, be he was a bit good. better. He was already quite good. He could be very good. In the midst of the Scotland shambles, uh, they did win, of course. But They did. Um, they did, like, did they play with a lot of freedom? I know it's a yes. cliche thing to say, but actually they, there was everything about them looked like they were enjoying it, even when it was all going a bit mad. And yes. in the midst of it all was uh, the Mish. Yes. He was quite glorious. Yes. And also just, I mean, to be honest with you, that entire Scottish backline, I don't really want to pick anyone out of that. That's true. Because they were just having a whale of a time. Even when Peter Horn came off the bench, he was yeah. all over the shop. Yeah, he was really, like, yeah. What was it, it Robbie was said good. on Twitter that the line he picked was so good, I'm worried that John Hardy might sniff it. <laughs> that is a great line. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was ridiculous, and they were all like you say, they were just playing with joy, and it was you know, everything kind of went for them attacking wise. Like that yeah. bounce for the Stuart Hogg try was one of the most horrible things for the Samoan <laughs> player I've ever seen. It was awful, but yeah, like you say, they look like they can score for absolute fun now. Yeah, they, somebody said on Twitter, I've not got it, but I can't remember who it was. Said that I think they scored. Nine tries in six games a few years ago, and they've scored 31 tries in 
nine games. Yes. It's, it's ridiculous how many tries yes. are scored. It was 2008 and now, yeah. There they've scored like 39 tries and it's only the first game yeah. of the autumn. I don't know it was on Twitter who said that, but so sorry, I've not quoted you. But, um, who else has got Tim Nanai Williams in that game? Yes. We made a bit of a joke Great last player. week that oh, just stick him in at 10 because he knows what he's doing. But actually, yeah, because we, we thought it'd go bad. But it was a perfect game for him to be 10, though, I think. Yes. And yeah, it was just a gloriously wild encounter where all bets were off. All kind of sense didn't really pay. Like, there was no, nothing made sense of that game. It was wonderful. Moving away from the uh, weekend for a minute, I've discovered this week Mark Ring on Twitter. Yes, he's great. Very honest. Oh, he's very great. honest. Very Ooh. honest. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. if you fancy a good uh, a good read on Twitter, get following yes. get following Mark Ring. Mark Ring is uh, not afraid to tell it how he says it, and and like um, as a go at really sort of specific things. Yes, like coaching at under sixteen level, and so and calls yes. people individual people out and everything. Yes. It's incredible. It's glorious, isn't it? I mean, if anybody should know, I mean, Mark Ring was one of the best players. Yes, of that. Look at any highlights era. clip with him in it on YouTube. He if you, was and, yeah. stunningly talented and yes. incredibly injured all the time, and incredibly but, down the bookies, according to reports. Well, allegedly, there, there yeah. is that as well. Um, but yes, he is not afraid to in in a Welsh rugby culture that is so jobs for the boys and is so afraid to like call anything a spade, even if it doesn't even look like a spade. <laughs> It's very refreshing to have somebody. And he has it, it, what run the golden thread that runs through it all is people have no skills anymore. That's basically yes. what runs through everything. <laughs> Which is basically, yeah. Which is probably why, true. why is nobody as skillful as I am? It's basically, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Other well, goods for me. Um, almost, it's a sympathy good in a lot of ways. But Peter Steph de Toit. Like we've yeah. discussed, we've yeah. discussed how bad a back rower he is before. But honestly, he was about the only Springbok player to emerge with any yeah. fucking credit at all. He basically he had a small bag of dignity by the end, <laughs> where the rest did. of them would tip the dignity out and shat in that bag. Yeah. Basically, he, he had one of those little, like you know, when you go to the, the beach as a kid and you get one of those tiny little satchels to put like pebbles in. <laughs> yes. That was like his dignity. And he just sort of was trying to like pull yeah. the little. And he gripped it into his big, massive yeah. second row hands and managed to hold yeah. onto it. Yeah, while his teammates were trying to pull at the drawstrings. Yeah, while and they desperately... were like drop kicking theirs and pissing oh, on it and everything. God, they were shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of which, Elton Janties, uh, can we are we done with good? I had a few Let's more goods, but you carry on. No, hold that one for a minute. Okay, goods. Curtly Beale. Yes. Even with the, you know, generally. Even the yeah. even the hand hook aside was good, but he's uh, a, the black he's and red a player on, of all. The black That's and red on Twitter got in touch and said, "This has to be good, surely." And I missed this in the game. Did you see Curtly Bill giving it the full Johnny May in the scrum? Yes, but somehow in many ways worse than Johnny May because he. I don't know what he was doing. I don't doing. understand why people who played <laughs> rugby all their lives don't know where a flanker goes. It's really not that hard. It's the best part is that he just. I, what did he do? Like, it was sort of like a weird, like he was sort of shimmying. It's like, no, just push. Yeah, but he kept, because like, he kept moving his shoulder between the, the, the props arse and the second row's arse. Yeah. And, he just, and it's like, no, how can you not know where you put your shoulder as a flanker? You must have seen this. He played 10 for years. You're quite close to the scrum. Yeah. It's like, how have you not been paying even the smallest attention 
It's just madness. Obviously not done his coaching badges either. It, nothing's a surefire in giveaway as a person who's not done a coaching badge. There's not <laughs> yeah, knowing where the, not where knowing the, where the fucking blanket goes. Not knowing which one's loose and which one's tight, for example. Uh, yeah, so whatever. A couple of good, few goods on Twitter before we move on. Uh, Graham, good, Graham Gulving got in touch on Twitter at Blood and Wood and he said, getting this in early, but the turnout for the event for Doddy Way at the weekend was amazing. Great. Which is not surprising given how much love he's held in, but still lovely to see. Indeed. Um, and that's it. Um, uh, one last good for me, actually, was uh, that the uh, first ever Barbarians women's side oh, of course, uh, yes. played on the Historic weekend. Day, yeah. uh, which, I mean, and they, they, they beat Munster women 19 0. And uh, it was proper Barbar's rugby by all accounts. And they yeah, were. I've not seen it, I must it, say, yeah. No, I haven't. I've, I've I had to put some shelves up on Sunday. There's only so much rugby I can watch. I do, you know, I have a life, you know. I do have a life. Are you sure? Are you no, because sure? I was putting up shelves. I quite clearly don't have a fucking life. But, you know, I do have other things to do. Yeah. What have we got but, this uh, shit? Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> have I got Elton Yantis. Remember yeah. how Sean last week was saying about how Yantis has usually been dropped by now? <laughs> Um, I think he was just a week early with that because fucking shit, God, he's really yeah. But bad. you've got a value over a replacement problem. Who comes on? I don't know, like Andre a well trained, a well trained border collie. <laughs> After that shit show, literally so, anyone, somebody with their brain in the right way, anything. Yeah, do, yeah. yeah, it's just. But like... speaking of people who were who you know creative people who struggled, Henry Slade was shit. <sighs> He was shit. Um, As Gareth Frank Ridgeon said on Twitter, I hope Henry Slade isn't the new Billy Twelve Trees, although he already has the necessary hairstyle ready for his Bleacher Creature collection. <laughs> that is true. He would be a piss-easy Bleacher Creature. He would, wouldn't he? He's got the edge yeah. shape for it. I mean, his hair yeah. is... And it, it was particularly inexplicable on Saturday. I think he felt it grow out a bit too much. That's what the problem it's, is. It's just... Yeah, it's like a weird hat. He was terrible, he's though. Wearing. And you yes, can say he's he been was... played out of position, but that's no excuse for not being able to pass anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's just you do the same thing. He is better when he's got a bit of space out wide. Don't get me wrong. I think he's more of a 13 than a 12. I think we're learning but... that. We assume because of his skill set, he'd fit better at 12. But I do think no. it's, you know, just he plays at 13. That's where he looks his best. Stop fucking about with it. Yeah. Stop fucking. Stop. Why are we. Why labour with Jonathan Joseph when. Yes. What he's, well, he's going to do? What he's going to do? We know what we've got from Jonathan Joseph. The Ford Farrell Slade could Actually, be really fucking could, good. Well, we it? need to look at it. We've got to see it. We've got well, to have a look. I, I would assume that if that's not in his mind about what's going to happen for Australia on the weekend, then I would definitely consider it. Especially given that Australia are liable to play two fucking massive lumps there again. <laughs> so <laughs> why not put a bit of like delicacy and guile in there but anyway yes um yeah. he was shit he was shit what else um, you got uh gareth davis was shit yeah done that um juan martin hernandez was shit did you see god. south africa's kick chase how shit was that, that? Was i mean it was shit. all shit wasn't it but every time they kicked the ball over there literally shit. rob carney had time to like put his fag out tie his mm. lace and then yes still catch he the ball. finished a russian novel in the time that he had to catch that ball. It was Absolutely absurd. Unbelievable. Um, what is shit for me, actually, and this may be a personal one, but I think it's, especially after watching that Lions documentary again, the fact that Jonathan Davis hasn't gotten a nod in the World Rugby Player of the Year nominations. Is I've not seen the nominations. Yeah, if he's not in it, that, that is um, it's, unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's Farrell, it's Hodge, 
uh, Falau, Bowden Barrett, and um, oh fucking hell, what's his name? Uh, Iwani. That is a pretty can't strong lineup. With, can't argue fair. with any of them. <laughs> That's although, a pretty strong honest, lineup. Yeah, although I do think Atajay is a little bit there on reputation more than how brilliant he For was. This year, I suppose. This yeah. year, yeah. When you think about Davis since February. Unplayable. Was, yeah, remarkable. Yeah. Best player on the Lions tour in a Lions shirt. Best, like, heartbeat of a Scarlets team that won the Pro 14 and absolutely battered everyone on the way in the last couple of months of the season. And, yeah, it's just a real shame because he's never been in probably better form and he 100% deserved it. And it's just it's just boring. I know that they're really good, but do we just have to always give it to the most obvious people every year? It's like, well, yes. Well, if they're obviously the best player, then I suppose, yes, you do. Yeah, That's the whole I suppose point of it, you do, don't you? <laughs> It's like, you know, okay, they're all good, but like, uh, yeah, I just thought, particularly So basically foul. what you're saying is you shouldn't give it to the best player, you should give it to somebody who's been good and is Welsh because that'll make you feel better. Is that yeah, is that the bottom yeah. line? That's basically the long and short of it. Um, do you know an Englishman, I've, do you know an Englishman's never won World Player of the Year, which shocks me? I didn't know that, that is quite shocking. No. I suppose, mind you, how long, it doesn't have, go how long have they been running it for? Not that long, but it surprises me that... Um, Wilkinson's not got it at some point, that's no. amazing. Johnson. It doesn't go back that far. Uh, it's only been going since 2000. How the fuck didn't Johnny Wilkinson... Oh. That's weird. It, have you just so, seen a list and somebody he, did win it? Yeah, Johnny Wilkinson did get it in 2003. It was like, Ooh. he must have got it in 2003. Yeah, he did. Tell me your but sources. <laughs> yes, but that's the he's the only one. Keith Wood also was the first uh, World Player of the Year, by the way. Mind you, he probably would have been there at then, to be fair to him. Before he became infuriating to Welsh people as a comment, yeah. as a pundit, he was... He, probably... he was a fucking good hooker. 2001, Cracking. he won it, beating off George Gregan, Brian Driscoll, George Smith and Johnny Wilkinson. <sighs> <laughs> I've got issue with that. I'll have to go back to that. 2001? Yeah. That was the year that... That was foot-mouth year. That was the year when England yeah. scored 20... 26 tries in the Six Nations, then lost, then couldn't play Ireland because of foot and mouth. They went in the autumn and they lost. Lost, yeah. I'll never forget that game because I was playing and we played somewhere. We played at Herewine. Do you know Herewine? Do I know Herwin? Yes. yes. Is it Herwin? Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? That's how you pronounce No, Herewine is correct. Irwin <laughs> is what you call it from when you're down in my gaff. All right. So uh, yes, I know Herwin. And we, had to, um, we played there away that day, went into the clubhouse afterwards and me and a mate were the only English people in the entire fucking gaff and everybody right. was shouting for Ireland and it was absolutely miserable. <laughs> yes, I know Huwin very well. <laughs> um, most of my friends are from there. Um, <laughs> yes, so there hasn't been an English winner since Wilkinson and yes, there's been, they have, even though they had three nominees last year, they still haven't won it. But, uh, what else have we got here? Go Gary, Gary Gordher. Got Sorry, Gary. Don't know. And actually, when you, see know. His, when you see his quote now, you'll realise why that's probably not so good, what I've just said. He said, shit is the blood and mud pronunciation of Springbok and other South African names. It's been fucking atrocious all season long. Like, well, I'm from <laughs> Lancashire, mate. Yeah. We can't even say Seagrite. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean Segway? <laughs> Well, I think so, but I don't know. I, don't, I no longer know how that's pronounced, whether it's Sieg or Segway. And he said, also, shit is my beloved spin Yes, but don't take it out on me because your team's having a fucking shit out of a weekend. Yeah. Also, like, 
I like to. I've heard how South African commentators pronounce Welsh names. So. Hmm. And a n other name, but you know, I, I don't pretend to be a brilliant South. If if you'd like to provide phonetic, like explanations of how to pronounce some people, that would be great. <laughs> With like, you need genuinely... to the character limit, yeah. Yeah, G- genuinely, it would actually be quite good because, like, I mean, I'm not because otherwise you just end up doing an accent, you know. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'd I'd have to research quite strongly how to say things properly. I'm not deliberately trying to piss people off. I yeah, I generally also, try to get it right. Anyway. I'd, I'd, I don't want to do. An, I don't. We've done enough South African accents on this podcast. Do you really want us to have to try and do? I'm more? surprised that you're more upset about the pronunciations than my attempt at an accent. Yeah. To be honest, but yes. Oh, while we're on, going back a bit. I'm sorry. Just while we were recording right now, I've had an email from Ben Utley. Oh. Who directed the Lions documentary? Because I emailed Indeed. him and said, "Are you not allowed to film selection meetings?" And he's come <laughs> back and he said, "They don't really do formal selection meetings, so it's not that we're not allowed to do it, but rather there's no real way to capture it." Mm. That's interesting, that's, isn't it? That's free. So what? It's like fucking Gatland. Is there a WhatsApp group? <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's, it. Does he just go around talking to them one at a time? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they just like they're having breakfast or something. Yeah, it could be that. <laughs> well, they couldn't it? For, they, they could, could be, be stood be, on the side of the go. pitch while the training's happening and just go right. Yeah. What do you think then? Sort of thing. One thing that was notable about that is that none of the nighttime act like it was like at seven o'clock the cameras went home for the day because and because there was no like players out for dinner there was no sort of like evening activities on I that think and maybe like, they just they, took the view that there has to be some you know off exactly, time I suppose. And, and so you wonder if you know just the coaches go out for dinner the night That's before probably the it. yeah could be yeah and they have a chat and Sorry, that was a bit of a digression, but I thought it was an interesting point. And thank no, you, that is thank really you, Ben, for all your support and for helping us get the, the DVDs and for coming on here and talking to us and for being generally yeah. being just a bloody lovely bloke. Yeah. And we really enjoyed the film. Yes, and uh, but do a series next we'll time. We'll do a series next time. We want more. So um, <laughs> what else we got this shit? Oh, God, we're, God, we're going on again this weekend. Yes. I'm going to have no more shit. Right. I just oh, want actually, to get... one more shit. The Anglo-Welsh Cup. Oh, yeah, Fucking okay. pointless. <laughs> Stop it. Some people sent me shit good select, uh, <laughs> nominations for the Anglo-Welsh Cup. I've completely ignored them. I'll be honest. I've completely ignored it's, them. They're, they're getting rid of the British and Irish Cup now hmm. because no, it's pointless for the championship teams and they should 100% do the same with the Anglo-Welsh Cup. It's a waste of everyone's time and it devalues Anglo-Welsh competition. Shit. Fucking pointless. Joe Taring yes. got in touch on Twitter and you'll like this. He said, yes. this, this, he said, shit is the absolute brass neck of Rabba Slomani. <laughs> because in Meadol, Slomani says, as I keep getting penalised, I'll end up not getting picked anymore. I can't do my job anymore. It's driving me crazy. You've Shame. already got exemptions from about 95% of the rugby rule book, Rabba yeah. Slomani. How you can you possibly just... be complaining about the fact that you might yeah. have been picked? You can't something? have exemption from all of the <laughs> yeah. rules. You, you're already not. You're not part of the sub rules. You know. It's you're just a... yeah. Why just? Why not just like just play to the rules and not be a a dirty bastard? Indeed. Yeah. Right, last couple. Shit, Callum Gillen got in touch on Twitter and he said, shit, is Eddie Jones apologising for being caught swearing during a rugby match? Yeah. Yeah, that know. is a bit... Of... God's no, sake. 
Has he, not, has he not watched a Lions DVD? That was one thing I didn't like. Gatlin didn't say the C word this time. No, not once. It's oh, like he's becoming really an elder statesman. That. It's not good. It's not good. And then finally, Paul Simmons got in touch saying, shit, is John Inverdale? Yeah, okay. But oh, yes. The bloke thinks we're in the Five Nations era. Send him and Barnes to the pundit version of Dignitas. That's a bit strong. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Paul Simmons. On but it did, it, it, I did tweet at the time. He was properly disgusted, bordering on like mystified as to why Germany versus Brazil was listed in the international scores at half time. And in the, in the, in the, he literally went, So here's the scores Germany versus. And then he went, oh, oh, I don't know what that's doing there. What's that even doing there? It's like because it's an international match. Yeah. And it's being played today, John. <clears throat> yeah, and Germany are getting better all the time. And, 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 and why do you get to decide what is it? Well, yeah. as somebody, I think Ian McGill said on Twitter, he's just, no, it wasn't, it was Tweediatrix said on Twitter, he's just, you can see he's visibly upset and I've been not being at Twickenham, <clears throat> basically. Yes, at any moment, he's just devastated. He's got a Twickenham he duvet at home and wallpaper and everything. <laughs> or HQ, as he invariably calls <sighs> it. HQ and Twickers, man. It's a, it's a court martial offence immediately. Ugh. I think that'll do us, won't it? <laughs> what a brilliant way to end it. Yeah. Oh. An English person bemoaning the home of English rugby. No, I mean, and everything uh, it represents. I, I do have attention being a lad <laughs> from a mining town in northwest England. <laughs> I can't really escape it. And it probably is inverted snobbery, and really, I'm not going to apologise for it. It is what it is. Mm. I've just got plain good old fashioned hatred. Well, so you're it's... allowed, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're allowed really that because you know you've got an inferiority complex and things like that. So. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> right. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you for all of your time and your listening and your contributions. And we'll see you all Indeed. again next week. Ta-da. So long. Oh no! Is it everywhere? No. Sure. Stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing. Whether it's cancelled plans need to get in the kitchen and calm down or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.